welcome to episode 6 of the UX Minds podcast and I'm delighted to get Candela Fonte on to the show today. Uh, she's a lead UX researcher and she specializes in research ops as well at All Human. Um, she's got lots of experience, got a varied background as well which she's been able to transfer um, those skills over to her current career uh, and job uh, which I'm sure will be helpful for all of those um, who are listening who are transitioning career. Uh, she has a lot of great um, great advice and tips which I'm looking forward to discussing with her today. Um, we've been in touch for a while now on uh, on LinkedIn and we crossed paths at a non-profit organization uh, a while back now. Um, so I know she's got tons of uh, talent and skill and really looking forward to this conversation. So sit back, enjoy and let's go. Okay, so I'd like to welcome Candela to uh, to the show today, to this episode. Uh, I've known Candela for a while through LinkedIn, so I'm really happy to finally <laughs> get to meet you in, let's say, virtually, not in person, but uh, get to meet you here on the podcast. So I'll allow you the floor so maybe you can tell kind of the listeners kind of your your story, your experience and how you got into UX research. Sure. Well, thanks for inviting me. Um well, hi everyone. My name is Candela. I'm actually from Argentina, but I've been living in Europe for about four to five years now. So, um, yeah, I guess I transitioned to UX from marketing. So I have a bachelor's, so my degree is on marketing and advertising. Okay. So I kind of, I guess I have always been kind of doing user research, but I just didn't know how, that it was called user research or even UX. <laughs> So for me, it was like, you know, finding out that there's, there was an entire world, I guess, or even a name to that, that I have always liked was game changing. So yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, how so did it, you, sorry to interrupt you, but um, yeah. how did you kind of come across like and understand that it was user research or UX research? Because I had a similar experience doing another form of work that was user research but at the time and I didn't know that that's what it was and that it had a yeah. name. So just interested to know how, how that came about. Um, in my case was, so I remember at that time I was, well, I had this kind of um, freelance project with my my boyfriend, he's a digital marketer as well. Okay. So we were freelancing and we had this client and we were designing their website, just a landing page. But um, so it was more like, so we wanted to do kind of an A-B testing with two landing pages that we were between launching. So obviously kind of the the tiebreaker was uh, to one, the, the option, the, the, I guess the, the variable that's going to have more conversions. So I was just started Googling like, what's the name for this thing that we want to do? So test one one website uh, versus the other one and see which one will have the most conversions. Yeah. So I just didn't know how to Google that, you know, it's like it was hard to actually, you know, to explain and, and verbalize yeah. what this specific ask that we had. So I think I just came across with, you know, UX. I think it was more like zero thing at first, more like, you know, okay. um, yeah, kind of A-B testing and then uh, okay. proving design concepts. And then I just started digging in and delving into this fantastic world of, <laughs> I guess, just, you know, evaluation and testing. Eh? And yeah. then that's when I realized that, you know, it was actually called a user research. And then with that came UX. Cool. 
Very nice, very nice. And how long ago was that? So you were obviously in marketing before. When did you kind of complete, let's say, the, the transition and like kind of start your first UX specific research role? Uh, it has to be more like around two years ago. Okay. Um, but actually, started in research a while back. Uh, so actually, my first job experience was on an, an internship in the consumer research. It was more like the insights, uh, consumer insights department on Colgate Family in, oh, okay. uh, when I was still living in Argentina. So that was my first uh, job, like first job experience. So I nice. always knew that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I have always, I've been doing user research since forever. Um, mm. So that because, yeah, I always kind of knew that I liked that part of kind of understanding consumer needs and mm. using that that kind of psychology part of it so yeah. rather than the kind of the design of the performance itself more like you know just more like the consumer side rather than the business side so that's why mm. i i chose that as my first internship or my first job experience because i was just so interested and yeah. then i got my first research skills in that first experience as well so yeah okay Oh, that's cool that's cool so it's more of like a i don't know like a staggered like transition over yeah <laughs> that's cool that's cool and so obviously you you're doing marketing and then you obviously got inspired by the, this testing and ab testing that you were doing what what skills do you feel you have been able to apply from like your marketing experience into user research maybe apart from like the the testing side yeah i guess I guess more like the lingo, to be honest. It's, it was more okay. like transitioning from digital marketing or any, I guess, any type of business studies mm. is much easier than transitioning from maybe academia. But I know there's so many True. researchers out there that are transitioning from that because you already know how to speak business, which yeah. actually that gives you, gives you, an, I guess, a kind of an advantage. Um, so. Yeah, so I guess it was more like I know exactly what they're talking. I knew exactly what they were talking about. It's just maybe just learning another language that maybe, for instance, marketing we will call um, user personas, buyer personas, and now I yeah. knew that they were actually called in UX. They, they are called user personas. So changing Absolutely. kind of that, um, I guess, the terminology and the, mm. the language, we. Um, depending on the people or the person I was talking to you. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's kind of the main, uh, I guess the main skills that I um, were kind of useful mm. when transitioning. Yeah, yeah, which which helps like you, you have a bit, a bit more experience or background and also how the team kind of the, the company works with the teams and the interaction because obviously exactly. as UX researchers we also do need to include marketing or sales and as obviously as, as stakeholders in decision making and stuff so having exactly. that side of your and then obviously sorry yeah I know also obviously kind of hard skills like analytics and there are so many yeah. things that you know digital marketing and UX have in common that's because it's on the digital world like yeah. you know so there are so many I guess yeah like hard skills as well that um kind of make the transition easier for me I suppose than Absolutely. other people that's cool that's cool and um so I imagine it wasn't as smooth sailing as you're making it sound. <laughs> Maybe it Definitely was. <laughs> what were the challenges that you faced? Um, I guess maybe 
you know, there's a sort of rivalry between uh, design and marketing. Like designers absolutely dislike marketers. I think it's mainly because they're because of their drive. Like marketers are driven by conversions and performance and KPIs, whereas UX is driven by user satisfaction and experience overall. So that's you know. That essentially yeah. it's 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 a it's a constant fight. So um so you know, so I guess the first challenge was actually maybe uh designers because you know, if, if okay. you're a UX researcher research um the chances are that you're probably going to be working in the UX department. So I was working yeah. with designers, whereas in my previous jobs I was working in the marketing department, so I kind of okay. changed sides. Uh, like a, a mental switch <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i guess at first was like maybe just setting people's expectations and mm. that i'm on their yeah. team <laughs> and That's just trying true. to wean them over and <laughs> and then and then was like um and then i just like got them like you know i i was trying to get what the you know like the designer side and their uh reasons of why they might do things differently than marketing mm. Um, so I guess that was at first my first um, my first challenge, kind of in easing into the um, world of UX when transitioning okay. from marketing, and then I suppose obviously managing stakeholders' expectations and just mm. multiple stakeholders. Like when I was marketing and I was freelancing, my only and solo stakeholder was the client, and maybe yeah. just one web designer that we would outsource. So that was about it. And now when I transitioned to UX, it uh, was my first experience working on an agency as well. So mm. I had not only the clients, but the department of designers, the department of marketing, <laughs> and so on and so on and so on. So yeah. this was like kind of multiple stakeholders and you know, agile working as well, which I wasn't used to as well. Mm. Like so many other things that comes with the UX world. Um, yeah, and yeah. that can be... I can be daunting as well because on the one hand like you do have the experience of being a marketer so maybe like speaking to marketers or explaining like what you found or the feedback that you're getting and etc being on the other side you kind of know like the talk and how to like exactly. convince a marketer so on the one mm -hmm. hand probably you had like the benefit of coming from that background but then also it can be daunting like having to not sell your research, but convince convince the stakeholders to take on board the the research that you're that you're doing and the, and help it have the impact that it should have on on yeah. how the product goes, etc. And that can be quite scary, especially at the beginning of your career that you've got all of these people and you have to talk to them in different ways as well because obviously they've all got their own objectives, their own jargon, yeah. and their own ways to to discuss and make decisions. So that can be difficult sometimes. Um, so you have Definitely. to be empathetic towards the yeah. user but also to your internal colleagues as well and stakeholders so yeah do, do you have any advice for that as well about how you kind of develop those skills yeah so I suppose um for me on my personal opinion presentational skills are the most important skills that you can have mm. I I'm a strong believer that your the value of your work is as valuable as let me word this better. So it's like your work will always be as valuable as as your your presentation of it is. 
that makes yeah. sense so it's yeah, like yeah. if you're not if you're not good at uh, showing off what you have worked on then that's you know that's what people will get from it so yeah, you know it's the perceived value that matters so actually one of the hard skills that i i'm so thankful of having and grateful is um actually just graphic design skills so i never needed someone to do the presentation of my research for me i i can do a kick-ass presentation by myself <laughs> and i actually prefer um, I don't like people, you know, messing around with my presentation. Um, no, <laughs> it's <no>. just, <laughs> yeah. So it's like because you know you've done your research, you know how you want to play this back and yeah. what are the highlights and so on. So it's actually, um, yeah, it's kind of your moment to shine as yeah. a researcher. So I don't like people messing around with that, to be honest. <laughs> um, so no, no, okay. yeah, so I suppose it's like you know, it's as an advice. It's well, I always. Um, well, I guess it's, it's just any presentation, just get to know your audience yeah. before uh, you even start the research, if that's possible. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you know who you will be presenting the results to, mm. or like, for instance, just uh, one of the latest research piece of research that I've done, um, we, we've been told that this uh, the research was going to be presented to some kind of the C-levels of mm. our client business. So oh. they were going to be very, you know, figure quant minded so mm. we actually changed entire research approach of okay. instead of being well we made it quant so we, instead of running interviews we actually launch a survey or we launch okay. we use most of our budget to run the survey and then we just did a couple of interviews just to get some quotes yeah. um, to kind of sustain the quant data but we yeah. big headline the big headlines um were actually the quantitative you know findings mm. out of the research rather than the quotes so that changed entire approach so by knowing getting to know your the audience of you know your findings presentation um mm. at the very beginning i think that's the best thing that you can do whenever it's possible yeah. um and then also yeah do just kind of a kick-ass presentation as well because people eat mm -hmm. through their eyes so um so yeah, and I'm all like, you know, that's also the part in which you can get creative and just use, yeah. if, you, if you work with designers, you, you might ask them to help you as well, just to create, <laughs> you know, maybe some visuals that, you know, actually calls the attention and so on. I think that's, yeah. I think that's one of the parts that I, I think I like the most about the research, to be honest, it's when I enjoy yeah, that myself. Where you can kind of show off what you found. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Like, and also, that's also a good point because also not all UX researchers will have that kind of design flair so it's also good as well to kind of use your UX team and ask ask designers like not have to always isolate yourself especially if you're like I don't know if you are a team of one but if you are a team of one not to kind of isolate yourself and maybe feel the mm -hmm. pressure that oh, I need to make this look pretty I don't know how but obviously like lean on your colleagues Definitely. as well to help you do that because like you say people yeah. eat with their eyes and when you want them to have when you want your research to have the impact on the product especially if you feel strongly about what you found as well um yeah to make it like visually appealing because sometimes yeah. people have this i don't know like stigma towards research that it takes a long well this is what i found out anyway it takes a long time and that it's boring mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's only about data exactly it can be visually pleasing it can be exciting as well it can be interactive yeah. so i think 
encompassing all of that into your presentations can also make your job as well more pleasant because it can be a hard slog sometimes going through interviews and stuff yeah absolutely and i think it's actually also it's it's your opportunity not only to show up what you've done but also to sell more research like to sell yourself so what i always do is i like my last slide of any recent project that I do and deliver is actually uh, more research, kind of, yeah. Uh, to, yeah, like just leave a slide for open questions that will mm. lead to more research to come. Yeah. So yeah, like I always want to leave that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's more like, well, we still haven't found answers to all of these questions. So if you want to find those, then, you know, yeah. here's my you number. Know where to <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, so it's exactly. a good one, actually, that one. Because maybe you're focused on delivering results that can be kind of fo- done now, like, yeah, exactly. uh, can't do this, do that, change, whatever. And it's well, cyclical, yeah, it's actually... you know, it's never, it's never, never a linear process, um, no, you no, know, actually. product design. So this should always, you know, feed into more research and yeah. more questions to be answered. Yeah. And also, you're never going to find out absolutely everything, even in the best research study ever. So it's also good to, to highlight that and show like we can be even better. We can find out even more. Um, yeah. If we focus on this or we notice this, like we need to do deeper research in this area or this pain point to to kind of back up maybe the small bit of feedback that exactly. we found or however that goes. So nice. Also, uh, I will take this point as well in my presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to help. <laughs> cool. How would you, because... May I, well, I know for sure some of our listeners are currently transitioning and are, are looking for their first UX research role. And a few have even asked me, like, obviously you need to do, we're talking about presentations when you have a job and you're doing these presentations to various stakeholders or in meetings. How can you maybe translate those skills or translate that type of presentation into a portfolio presentation or a case study presentation in an interview? Do you have any advice or any or any personal experiences and tips that that helps you? Um, like you mean, how would I use my previous research work on yeah. a portfolio, or how? Yeah, because obviously, well, from my experience anyway, um, kind of the approach to the presentation is slightly different because obviously, in like in your job or with your clients, you're you're trying to convince them to to use the research and to obviously using design decisions or product decisions or whatever yeah. that may be. Obviously, in an interview, you're trying to convince someone to, to hire you. So maybe the approach is slightly different um, and maybe the focus um, is of what you focus on is different. I suppose, to be honest, I, I think... I think it's not because I think maybe it's because I the way I do my research um, deliverables is pretty much the same mm-hmm. like I, I design those pretty much the same way that I would design a portfolio uh, which is basically you know taking taking someone through what your initial approach has been what is it that mm-hmm. you want to define what was your approach why have you decided yeah. on this approach what you've done what you found and then just you know and you know what was the effect of that so yeah. I think it's pretty much the same thing to be honest it's just yeah. taken them through what you've done um and why you know just walk them through why do you decided to go uh, that way and not the other way or yeah. what were the challenges that you had to face along the way um I think to be honest I would do the same thing that I did with my research the liberal yeah. also find day-to-day work like I, I will literally take them through what I've done and why you've done that 
no that's that's cool and also good to know as well like um because especially when, when i was like looking for my first role that i i thought it would be different when, when i did get my job and that what i was doing like all the preparation i was doing to find the job and case study and things like that that it would be a whole lot different when i actually have the job and what you say is true that the skills that you're learning now in the transition period are going to be useful for also when you Definitely. get a job it's not wasted effort it's not uh never once you've done it exactly that once you've done it you're like oh okay that's over and now i can do the real work but all the skills that you're doing now that you're learning now are going to be useful for the future so that's also nice to hear as well for, from you yeah. um i wanted to do now maybe a bit of like um retrospective uh analysis on yourself <laughs> so is there, mm -hmm. is there something that you wish you had known before you became a ux researcher that now or maybe like like what i was saying before that you, you feel that once you get the job or you have maybe a vision in your head of how everything will be and then we actually do mm. become a ux researcher it's like everything in life it always seems different when you're actually doing it so is there anything that you wish you had known before becoming a ux researcher um I suppose maybe, okay, so yeah, so I suppose it's maybe just don't try to reinvent the wheel every time and stick by mm. what people have it's done, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, often like when you start reading about when you're kind of, um, I guess, and yeah, entering on a new, new position you have never worked mm. in before or a new industry like UX when you're transitioning from somewhere else. Yeah. It's like you start getting so overwhelmed by so many new concepts and, you know, practices and ways of working and things mm. that you should be doing. And then when you start putting that in practice, it's just you think that you have to do everything from scratch, mm. like creating yeah. your own guide for interviews. Um, I don't know, like just learn how to do a, a survey from scratch as well. Mm. I don't know, so, so many things that it could have saved me so much time if I would just stuck with the with the templates that are already there that someone has already <laughs> yeah. created for me I'm and worried. probably had so many much experience than I had when I started. So I yeah. think it's, it's, it's use templates. I think that's my, my yeah. number one uh, learning. If I could mm. go back in time, I will stick with the templates that are there and yeah. maybe don't read every article that's in the internet <laughs> and that's listen true. to every course or every video. It's just so overwhelming that one's information yeah. that's out there. And mm. just maybe stick with the big ones, you know, with the old yeah. old good ones like Nielsen Norman Group or I like yeah. the user, user interviews.com blog as well. Yeah. They have fantastic content and podcasts. Yeah. And, you know, to stick with the ones that you liked and found um, useful yeah. and just use their resources. And that's about it. Like, don't, yeah. don't, not even like start Googling and downloading every template <laughs> that you encounter, but, no. you know, it's just going to drive you crazy yeah. and you waste your time. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Because you, you do feel like uh, especially your first job that you you have to prove yourself and that you have to come up with these like amazing interview scripts and you have to kind of show your skills and things like that which obviously you do but I like that point don't, don't reinvent the wheel if something's out there that works and that you like the style as well obviously you you, you will find your own style as well and things that work for you definitely um, yeah. as you grow into the role and as you get more experience you'll find it's all 
you find you you learn as you do so as yeah. you you do an interview and you think afterwards yeah that didn't go so well I, I didn't really get the insights that I hoped I would have received yeah and I so think this is a common and... one sorry I think it's it's Ooh. um it's a common one actually this one because because of the type of personalities that um that people I think that often people have um use user researchers often have you know it's, it's commonly, I think, because of, I don't know the people that I get to to know. Um, they think they are organized people. Like you know, mm. you like to plan your stuff and do it. So yeah. it's, I think like it's a common over-plan. one. To, <laughs> exactly over plan and you know, or maybe even something like you know, even over you know, just over controlling thing. Uh, things yeah, yeah. it's just um, don't. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's true. I tend to go like really in-depth in my research briefs and like all the planning um, and I was actually speaking to one of my colleagues the other day uh, lead UX designer and he said yeah your, your plan was really in-depth are you hoping to get <laughs> to get all of that from the... and I, I thought oh, after I was like yeah that's probably a bit <laughs> a bit too in that God, I, love planning. I think I love more planning than I do actually doing the research <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> making it all look good um, but then yeah that's probably one thing that I've also found to be beneficial that in interviews yeah don't over control them don't because also you you can also lean towards bias as well if you make it too controlled and the user yeah. doesn't feel the ability to express themselves um but yeah also just go with the flow and if the interview doesn't go exactly how you imagined it then that's okay that, that's like, okay too the, yeah actually may, might give you even better feedback so no, that's um, that's definitely um, a good piece of advice. Thanks for sharing. Any anything else? Like uh, just thinking about I don't know people you know. I'm thinking about people I know that are transitioning over. Any kind of hot tips that you would give to someone who's who's trying? Maybe they've been I don't know getting all those no's in the interviews and they've revamped their portfolio twenty mm. times and they're still can't get that first job. What what tips would you give to someone in that position? I think what I did that really worked for me is um, just, you know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a classic one as well. Like, I'm still faking it, so. Yeah, <laughs> it I'm still end. faking it. Everybody's faking it. Like, yeah. you know, and also kind of fight that imposter syndrome as well. Like, yeah. you know, I feel it's more like, you know, understanding what are the things that, um, what are the skills from your previous work yeah. that match with the job description that you're trying to yeah. to get? So, um, so it's, and then highlight that on your LinkedIn, on your CV, where you can, because that's how algorithm works as well. You know, so yeah. use those keywords everywhere you can, and you know, it's not lying. Honestly, it's just you know. No rewording it so you know so the thing so the skills that they are looking for are being highlighted yeah. more than the ones that are less you know important Absolutely. for this work that you're chasing so what i did is when i found out that what i have always been doing was called user research i just changed i don't know survey scripting or whatever hmm. however i was calling it uh, for actually user research interviews yeah. so just use it keywords or the concepts of the UX uh, of the UX field mm. for um, change that from the ones that you've been using and you know in your previous uh, yeah. work and industries 
So it's just finding those things that are in common and use the terminology that is used mm. on the UX, yeah. UX world, I suppose. Um, so for me, that's actually, that that's that's a great, uh, for me, I think that's a great advice um, that I yeah. learned in my experience because you can even apply that to, as I was telling you, on, um, you know, working with others as well and different stakeholders mm. from different backgrounds and expertise yeah. and departments. So just, you know, maybe even have a note, you know, write that somewhere, like people in marketing call this this and then people mm. in US call this that. And then, then yeah. you know, and depending who you're talking to, you can use one term over the other and then use that on your LinkedIn and whatever <laughs> to find a job as well. So I think yeah. that, that's no, yeah, that, language. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a huge thing. That's also a skill that will help you also when you're right, a user researcher, UX researcher, when you're speaking to, to users, speaking their language helps in exactly. kind of developing that rapport that empathy with the user so it's also a skill that's not again not going to go to waste definitely. but it's definitely something that, that helped me as well because I've now I've met many UX researchers and many of them come from varying backgrounds and varying experiences like obviously a marketer I've met all sorts even like the most obscure backgrounds that you think are <laughs> how are you now <laughs> a UX researcher but you'll find that all of them have skills that they're able to transfer over yeah. and they just highlighted them in yeah in their on their cv in their interviews like ux research yeah obviously there's the maybe the, the psych psychology element of it behavioral science etc which you can learn you can study but there's also a lot of ux research which involves a lot of skills that are used in a lot of other yeah. roles and positions Definitely. so like i came from well it's a long story but it then education and then ux research um, and a lot of things, especially in education and teaching, I was able to to bring over like, I don't know, just that human kind of human interaction and yeah. understanding like a human learning process. As well. Exactly, exactly. Um, empathizing with someone and their, their limitations because it was teaching language. Um, maybe how to explain something in a way that they would understand all of these things helps in interview, like interviews with users in stakeholder Definitely. meetings, all of that. So just highlighting those and yeah it's a really a really good point you brought up just yeah, making I feel sure like, that those you know, are highlighted exactly like skills you know those those are the skills that you have like not only in the job that you're working on but in your life wherever you know the area or <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> yeah exactly it's like you have the, that's something that you personally you know as a person yeah. have and you know you're just applying those to a work to a job but actually that's something of your own personality so exactly. you know you bring that to everything that you do if you think about it to your relationships to you know to to whatever so it's like you know that's something that you have earned with your years of experience or yeah. you know in life so it's just highlighting that on a job description or cv and then realizing that you actually do that in every area of your life i yeah. suppose so, exactly. <laughs> i guess it's a very romantic way to say this but um that's, that's <laughs> what i think anyways no no it's, it's true though it's it I suppose like it, when you're in that position, I remember it too. I remember hearing these things and thinking, yeah, that sounds like easier said than done. Like sounds like super easy. Yeah, just change this. But like on the one hand, it is almost as simple as that in terms of just like changing your CV to to yeah, include like not the buzzwords, mm. but 
like the the lingo of a UX researcher or a UX uh, team, including those, just adjusting those like you did with like the, the surveys that you were doing before, just changing how you word that and kind of, I don't know, the type of data you were collecting, etc. It's not yeah. lying, it's just kind of rewording, making it more appealing, yeah. rewording, exactly. making it more, more appealing to exactly. a hiring manager. And exactly. just doing that can, it's not a guarantee to get your job, but it, it will help you also help you as well because as you do that you also learn the link on you'll know how to then exactly. speak during an interview and then it's just a case of obviously doing there's many free resources out there to learn like a ux researcher process uh, the design process uh, where a ux researcher comes into that design process then just learning that to a level that you can then like show in a, in a case study or during an interview and then all of the, the the technical skills, let's call them, you'll learn on the job and you'll learn. Definitely. And, you know, like... I feel like that's that's also kind of, I guess, uh, kind of a threat to the field as well, because, you know, mm. it's, it's hard skills are kind of easy to gain. Like anybody yeah. can can take a course or learn, learn from someone else yeah. um, to do user research. That's, that's easy. Yeah. Like and there's plenty you know, of mentors. Can, out there. There's plenty of mentors out there and yeah. Coursera's courses are like five euros or whatever and then exactly. just gain I a used you to me. UX certificate. <laughs> exactly. So it's like that that's easy. Anybody can gain that certificate and just call yeah. themselves user researchers. But actually what stands I guess what's what it will stand to you out from the rest of the people and I guess will actually bring your confidence to say, you know, I'm a like good user researcher is is that it's those soft skills i suppose yeah. and then yeah and i guess just you know those things are not taught in a course and no. that kind of sensitivity or of being able to read people i don't know that's yeah. it's, it's hard to explain but are those things mm. that even with stakeholders or your peers or yeah. you know or users it's just those that that i guess yeah it's, yeah i suppose um soft skills that you yeah. might not even know that you have but you do so yeah. that's what will stand you up exactly and you'll find that probably you rely and you need those soft skills more than the hard skills the the actual ux researcher technical skills let's say because those are only an element of your job and yeah you'll need them in like choosing a methodology or planning an interview or whatever but the soft skills that i found personally are more useful <laughs> than yeah. maybe the, the other skills because you need them in an interview with a user you need them as we mentioned before just dealing with colleagues and dealing with having to to convince people to to listen to your research and to yeah. use it and things like that you'll find that you'll need those skills probably more than than the yeah. technical skills so and then the, the technical technical skills like well since i've got a job <laughs> um i probably in the last six months like leveled up like tons just just doing it every day than yeah. i did in the three four years i did it kind of here and there freelancing doing like non-profit stuff and it was more kind of ad hoc work once i actually got my job then like all of those skills will come on the on the role on the job exactly so not don't worry too much if you yeah you, you learn what ready, you I do exactly exactly i think so, that's a good one as well like just you know I don't know, like rest assured that you will learn while doing. You don't need to learn everything before no, you start. No. 
no one's the fully like yeah. polished UX research on their first job, especially their first job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all of that will come. And also, like it's like anything in life. But no UX researcher is is the same. Like we all bring different things to the table. We'll all have different strengths as well. Um, you'll all have we'll all have things that we're better at, and maybe your soft skills is your is your strength is the thing that stands you out from other UX researchers. Um, maybe your technical skills are not like up mm. there at the moment, but if your soft skills are your your forte, then then work, go with that, work with that in the interviews and in your case studies, show that, and that might stand you out yeah, from the crowd. So, yeah, cool, absolutely. So lots of interesting stuff today so thank you for having this conversation with Thanks me to you. no problem no problem and uh and yeah so i'm sure you'll all be able to search now for candela fonte on linkedin she also has a, a lot of good experience and things she shares as well so um yeah so thank you again and maybe we'll get you back on the podcast in the future <laughs> we love that thanks so cool. much thank you